Please be advised Mental Health Mondays deals with some heavy topics and subjects such as mental health, suicide, sexual assault and more. Please listen at your own discretion and please seek professional help if you are struggling. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hey guys and welcome to another episode. This week is titled Flight or Fright or Fright or Flight. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't even get it out. Um this is a little bit of a story time just to reference an incident that occurred a couple of weeks back that has really shaken me to my core and really affected me more than I thought it would. Um for a bit of background, I've moved house recently and there's it's a brand new home, so I'm first to live in it. Um, there's still some things that need to be done here and there, and that includes redoing some of the concrete work out the front as well as, like, blinds and stuff like that. So I'm sitting around doing literally nothing at about 7.30 in the morning. Actually, I think I was recording. Anyway, <laughs> Um, it's 7.30 in the morning and I get like this really loud knock on my door. And I'm like, who the fuck is that at 7.30 in the morning? I start working half an hour. What the fuck is going on? And I get there and it looks like a trade person. And it is. You know, he says, I'm a concreter. I'm coming to do some works at the front of your house. You know, I'll be back in an hour to start. And I was just sort of bewildered. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And like, no uh, no notice or anything, just randomly rocks up at 7.30 in the morning and does not introduce himself or the company or what specifically he's doing. Just says, I'm a concreter and I'm about to do stuff at the front of your house. So before I could even get a word in, he goes, I shut the door and I'm like, okay, I'll talk to him when he comes back. Um, Before that though, like I, I wanted to try and get some sort of background, see if anyone knew who he was what was going on. So, you know, I call the local builders for the estate that I'm in. I I call the council. No one knows what they're doing or what they're here for. So I'm like, okay, this is, this is a little sus. I'll wait till he comes back and I'll question him before I actually let him do any work because I'm not going to just let someone tear up concrete and, you know, like just leave it there. Like you've given me no name, no notice. I don't know what's going on. Like I'm just going to allow you to to do works at my home without me knowing. Um, So he goes off, he comes back and I go out the front and I'm like, okay, just before you start, like I want some information, like who are you? What are you actually doing? He's like, I'm such and such and I'm doing works on behalf of the builder of the estate. And I'm like, okay, well they don't seem to know who you are. So do you have a reference of uh, someone I can call or, or just someone that can help explain what's going on? Um, and he goes, yeah, okay, this is the number, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, can you not start any works until I actually confirm who you are and what's going on here? That, <laughs> that sentence started everything. He was so pissed off that I delayed him from starting his works that he became almost like, you know, a peacock 
will like the feathers will come out and they get all like huffy puffy sort of like that and he just storms around the fucking street and I'm like okay whatever I'm gonna call figure out who it is figure out what's going on not only that no notice my office is directly out the front of the house so any concrete works I'm gonna fucking hear it and I'm on the phone all fucking day like part of my job is customer service I can't have these really loud noises without me knowing so I was like okay cool I'll I'll call who I need to call after multiple calls and being fucked around in circles, I finally got a hold of who it was. He was legit and he was meant to be doing works. But I say, can we reschedule? Because I would prefer to work in the office, um, my work office, than working from home on the day that you do works because you're grinding up fucking concrete. And I've had no fucking notice. And you're telling me that no one can have access to my driveway. Um for like up to a week like you're giving me all this information at once at 7 30 or at this point it was about 8 30 in the morning with no notice and I'm just like okay can can we at least reschedule and and he's just like nah this just just completely blew out of control he's storming up and down the fucking street he's yelling at me he's getting really aggressive mind you I'm by myself and to put into context, I'm 5'9". This guy would have been a little bit taller than me, so I'd say maybe 5'10", 5'11". He comes up to my face. And when I say up to my face, I mean this guy gets so close that from the side we would have looked like one person. He is so close in my face, completely yelling and speaking down to me, saying I'm disgusting. If I needed to reschedule, why didn't I say that at 7.30? Well, Dude, you fucking walked off. <laughs> like, how could I have talked to you? I didn't know anything. You gave me no information. Didn't even give me a name at that point. So here he goes. He walks off. Sorry. He's in my face. He's yelling at me, screaming. Then he's <laughs> then he tells me that I'm spitting on him and that I'm this disgusting person and that no one should work with me and he's surprised I have a job. And all of this information. And now I I work with trades on a daily basis. I'm used to being called names. I've been spoken down to my whole fucking life. This usually wouldn't affect me. But as soon as he got in my face and he was looking down and yelling at me with no one else around and I didn't know what was going to happen, my mind instantly went to fight or flight mode and I froze it took me back to a place that I didn't want to go to it took me back to a place where you know it reminded me of controlling ex-boyfriends it reminded me of situations with my uh, mum's ex-partners when I lived with her it took me back to such a dark dark place that I froze and then as soon as he left I broke I completely broke. I fell pretty much as soon as I walked in my house. I fell on my knees and started crying. All because this dickhead couldn't accept the fact that I wanted notice for him to do works at my house. (sighs) I'm sorry that, that there seems to be a few breaks while I'm telling this. It actually has really rattled me. Um, 
it's it's really fucked with my mental health. Um, the fact that he thought like this this guy would have been easily maybe forty, mid thirties, late like early forties, walking around fucking thinking he's king shit, and getting so aggressive at me just asking for extra time because I wanted notice to be able to sort how I'm working. This is not okay. First of all, it's not okay as a business to be able to do this because it's how you lose people and it's really quite disgusting. But second of all, to come up in my face like that and get so close and so aggressive, that was terrifying. And I can usually hold my own. I, I usually don't care. I can brush a lot of stuff off. But for whatever reason, this particular incident completely reverted me back to a time that I was terrified And that I couldn't stand up for myself. And I just froze. Just staring. I couldn't yell back. I didn't know what to say at that point. As soon as he started saying I was disgusting and spitting on him, I just... It took me back to a point where I was in a relationship with an ex who was so controlling and manipulative that me saying hello in the wrong tone could could, could trigger him. And I would feel bad for it. I would apologize and I would feel bad for just saying hello in the wrong tone. Or, or not taking his side in an argument that he'd have with someone else. Which sounds ridiculous, but like I, I don't want to get in the middle of other people's shit. That, that's nothing to do with me. But this particular instance took me back to the way that I used to react when I was a kid. If something bad would happen, I'd freeze. I wouldn't say a word. I wouldn't move. I'd accept whatever was going on at that point in time and take it. (laughs) In every sense of the word. As a kid, um, my mum had a lot of male friends, um, including she would class her lawyer, her family lawyer, as a friend. Um, my mum would use anyone to babysit myself when she was going out. And I had a younger sister, but a lot of the time, for a few years, a lot of the time it was sort of split. I would go to her family lawyer, who, by the way, was in his 50s, married. And what he would do or what would happen is my mum would drop me off at his house, which, to be fair, the house was stunning. Like, this guy had so much money. Which was another reason why my mum kept him around. But anyway, um, she would drop me at his house to be babysat. And what would happen is until his wife got home, he... Okay, it's it's important for me to say that this occurred between the ages of like... 
maybe eight or nine till about thirteen, fourteen. Um, we'd be sitting on the couch and watching a film and or TV or something. And without even asking, he'd like pull me across his lap and, you know, it, it was very touchy-feely. He'd be like, oh, you know, school must be hard, you need a massage and, and would run his hands everywhere. Um, and it was... It was this point that I first froze, that I first went into fight or flight mode. Um, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know if it was good or bad, what was happening at the time when I, when it first started. As I said, I was about eight or nine. But the way he would do it and the sensual, sensuality of it was so uncomfortable. And I just didn't know how to respond. And I knew if I ever told my mum, she wouldn't believe me, which proved to be the case later down the track anyway. But just to have such an older and who I thought was respected person do that completely broke my trust. And, like, not only that, like, I would be having a bath or a shower and he would sit in the bathroom and watch. And his excuse would be, I just want to make sure you don't slip or anything. But he wouldn't just be, like, sitting and turned away in case I needed him, which, to be honest, between the ages of 9 and 13, I don't need fucking help. But um, he would sit and watch and stare with piercing eyes and I always opted for a bath for that reason because it would be a bubble bath and the bubbles would cover everything so it would be somewhat okay in my mind but that was always that was definitely the first instance of me just completely freezing up in a bad situation then the second time once again was gentleman in his 50s it was a family friend um I'd known him my whole life and I never in a million years thought anything would ever occur or happen um and what would happen is in this particular house once again I was probably about uh 10 or 11 um And he had a room, it was quite a large double-story house, but it was long. So he would have a room at the the back of the house. And then my room would be close, like it was sort of next to or or nearby his room. And um, as I said, it was a family friend. I never thought anything of it for years. Um, You know, we'd always, he introduced me to, to stuff like South Park and crank yankers and tv shows like that and we would sit in the back or you know in his room and and just pig out on food and watch really shitty like cartoons and tv and i never thought anything of it until i woke up i i I passed out really easily 
Um, and I never thought anything of it until one night I clearly had passed out and I was laying, I, I believe, on the bed in front of him and the TV was in front of the bed. Like I'm talking lengthways and then the TV was in front of that. And I, I caught him standing over the bed, over me, pleasuring himself. And I mean, not just like turned away or anything, like he was leaning over the bed, all of it completely out, pleasuring himself. And I'll never forget it because that was, that was my introduction to anything sexual. That there is, is what my very first interaction with a penis was at the age of about 10. A 50, I think it was about 53 year old man leaning over my bed, jerking off over it. And I didn't know what to fucking do. I'm like, do I say something? And then, you know, at 10, I'm like, oh, he's a family friend. That's just going to make it awkward. Like I've got all these scenarios running through my head. So I just laid there. I just laid there frozen, pretending to sleep as if nothing had happened. I brought up both of these instances to my mum a little bit down the track. I was maybe about 12, 13 when I brought it up to my mum. And her response wasn't, oh my God, wasn't, are you, uh, uh, wasn't, um, we should do something about it. It was, it's okay. They're just older. They don't know any better. Just leave them to do it, it's fine. And she continued to drop me off at the lawyer's house and she continued to, you know, encourage me to sit down the back room and watch TV. And he stayed to live in the house. And that was... That was the first time I'd actually ever just froze and, and and not moved. And the thing is, that continued to happen. It started when I was younger with those instances and then it turned into physical and emotional abuse with an ex-boyfriend. Um, my very first boyfriend in high school he was a couple years older than me. I think there was maybe two years difference. I was 15, so he would have been about 17. Oh, sorry, 14 it would have been. I would have been 14 and he would have been about 16. And he would quite literally push me to the concrete floor in the middle of like a pathway at school straddle me and try to force his hand 
in places it shouldn't be. And any time I would try and push him away or say that I don't want it, it turned into rumours that I was this frigid girl that didn't want to do anything and that don't don't bother dating me because you won't get anything out of me and, and, and stuff like that. And it got to the point where you would just deal with that to not have to deal with the repercussions, to not have to deal with the aftermath. And then I dated one guy for a year when I was 17. I wasn't allowed to leave the house without his permission. I wasn't allowed to see friends. He chose who I could see and when. He chose where I could go out, what I could wear, where we went. All my money went to everything. He was an apprentice chef at the time and he was earning some really good money and I never saw any of it. I paid for everything and I never had any money because of it. And at this point, I had started to get a bit of a backbone and I I tried to defend myself and, and we would get into these horrible arguments. But these were the times where he would stand in front of me, much like the situation with the concreter at the front of my house. And he would talk down and belittle me and make me feel so small. And this relationship was abusive. He was physically abusive. So I knew if I'd gotten, once once he gets to the point where he's in my face, I knew I couldn't say anything because I'd be hit. So by that point, I just ended up shutting my mouth and I'd just leave it. And that situation out the front of my house with the concreter is exactly where it took me back to. It took me back to that point where I couldn't do anything with my life. It took me back to the point where I was physically and mentally abused and I completely froze in time for that purpose, for that reason. I didn't know what else to do. It is not okay to treat people like that. It is not okay to abuse your power, your authority with anyone at any age. I'm not telling you guys this as a woe is me, please feel sorry for me or anything like that. I'm telling you because all reactions stem from a place and my reactions stem from my childhood. I still go to therapy. I'm still working through a hell of a lot of shit. And I thought I was doing better. I was doing better. I was doing okay, as okay as I could be. But that instance, that incident really took me back. And it has really played upon my mental health since. I've been so shut down, so in my head. I've been angrier. 
I haven't been able to work properly. I've been way more emotional. And like this happened a little bit ago, like a couple of weeks. And I thought, I thought after a week, you know, I was fine and I was doing okay. And it was what it was. And then small things would trigger me and small things would, would take me back. And then I would just break and, and I can't focus. And I don't know what to do in that situation. And that's pretty much where I'm at now. Is I still have this dark cloud hanging and hovering over my head. And I think I will for a while. Because that incident came so left field. That I didn't know. And I still don't know how to react to it. The thing is, we don't know how we're going to react in certain situations until we're put in that situation. We're all strong to an extent and we're all weak to an extent. But ultimately, in the end, until you're put in that situa- a certain situation, you, you don't know. You can say, I would do this in this situation, I would do that in that situation, but then once you're in it, it could be completely different. So just be weary when you're talking to people or when people are sharing their stories with you. Don't judge. Listen. Be there for them. That's all you need is an are you okay? And that can change someone's entire day. So with that being said, I'm I'm sorry for the dark subject matter. And I'm sorry that we went down a bit of a tangent there, but that's that's pretty much the end of this this episode um tune in weekly as usual it's always monday mornings um australian time otherwise i think it's what do we sunday afternoon in the states so keep an eye out for more episodes my dms are completely always open at ss nuggies with a Z N U Double G I E Z pod on everything. <sighs> reach out. Whether it's not to me or to someone else, reach out because if you're dealing with some demons, just a talk can make all the difference. So with that being said, I'm gonna leave it here. I'm gonna say thank you for listening. I apologize if in any way this episode has affected anyone. Um, Please try and have an absolutely fantastic day and you'll hear from me in a week. Bye.